It's time for Humans in Tune with Darren Bergfeld on 93.9 The River. Welcome to another Humans in Tune show. Today, I'm chatting with Eric Mishy. He's the executive director of Spare Key, an organization that serves families facing a medical crisis by partnering with them to raise the funds they need to pay their bills. If you jump in your way back machine, we spoke with Eric last year as he was riding a ramshackle raft down the Mississippi River. The goal, to raise funds and awareness for Spare Key and the work they do through HelpMeBounce.org. The results were more than Eric expected, and he's chronicled the incredible journey in a new book titled Hope on the River. Eric's now on a van tour with his doggo, no air conditioning, and a load of books to share with the world. He's going to be in downtown Cape tomorrow from 11 to 1 and then again from 5 to 7. And I encourage you to swing by. He's going to be down at the Broadway River Floodgate and uh, come by and meet up. So you are on the road or you're hitting the road or, or what is today's... Uh... So I have been, uh, been on the road for the last couple of days. I just pulled in to uh, back doors in my, my rusty yellow van and my dog is sitting inside wondering what happened to the dog treats and we go from uh, Bettendorf today to Keokuk and then tomorrow it's St. Louis and then after that it's uh, Cape Girardeau. Well it's uh it's a heck of a road trip but it's, it's got to be easier than the last trip. It's a lot easier than a raft trip I can assure you of that. The, uh, the, I will say the downside is there's no air conditioning in the van. There's lots of air conditioning. Involved. That's true yeah air conditioned by nature yes. to conserve energy right? That's exactly right. I'm so glad that uh, that you reached out and that John reached out to me to set up a chance for us to have another conversation and catch up. It's it's kind of the when last we saw Eric, he was blah blah. You know, <laughs> kind of that That's kind of exactly moment. Right. Well, and I appreciate the opportunity to do it. I enjoyed our conversation a year ago, and you know, it was uh, from Cape Girardeau down to the end of end of my journey. It was a heck of a ride, and it was a lot more chaotic and and you know, let's say the people a lot more dangerous than. Uh, upper part of the river, uh-huh. and in large part just because the water moves faster, and there's a lot more commercial traffic than there is on the, the upper end. Yeah, once you get below the deluxe and everything, starts to widen out. And, like, yeah, like you said, a lot more river traffic. I mean, we're used to seeing the barges multiple times a day up and down here just in Cape Girardeau. But I know south of us, you know, it continues to get big and strong. And when you're on a, a homemade raft, <laughs> that makes for a pretty intimidating journey. Yeah, and the, the interesting part is, you know, the water is likely much lower this year than it was last year. Last year, on the lower part of the river, I was told repeatedly of how low the river level was. But uh-huh. as low as it is, at depth of the water, it's exacerbated by these towboats, which, of course, once you get below the lock and dam, they're pushing multiples more barges than they are in the river above the lock and dam system. Yeah. So you're looking at, instead of 15 barges, uh, you're looking at, you know, 48, you're looking at 64, 72. It's like small villages yeah. uh, coming right at you. Wow. Which, which is a little intimidating. Well, yeah. I, it's like, you know, on your raft, you, you've got some navigational ability, but you're kind of the victim of the currents and so forth, too, for for a large part, right? Well, yeah, you are. And, and, and the other piece that you're a victim to is that I had all sorts of electronic navigation stuff, right? So I could, generally speaking, I was given some notice of when I would come upon a towboat barge, but it but wasn't an exact science. Mm-hmm. So you had a narrow bend that had barely enough for a towboat pushing any number of barges. Then you 
add me into that mix, you have shallow water. And when these barges are pushing upstream, it takes them forever to be able to navigate through these bends in the river. Mm-hmm. What they're doing the entire time is they're churning up water, right? So if you remember as a kid, you sat in the bathtub and you got your mom's bathroom floor all wet because you thought it was fun to slide from side to side and create these big waves. Well, that's exactly what happens when you're in the middle of these river bends with these towboats. The difference is the water doesn't necessarily go over the side of the riverbank. It just kind of keeps coming back and forth. So mm-hmm. suddenly you're in the middle of it with this leaky, rotted out pontoon with a garden shed on top of it. You're dealing with <laughs> six foot, eight foot waves that have just kind of become this maelstrom because they got nowhere to go. And I would, you know, the problem was is that not only dealing with them when they would hit you from port to starboard, but then when you would put your nose of the raft into those waves, theory is the boat's supposed to go in and come up, right? Well, right. this thing would go down, water would flood the cabin, and then you just hope you'd grit your teeth and hope it would come back up. Oof. So it was in running it today. So that, that happened frequently on the lower part of the river. That was enough to make me reconsider any number of times the merits of this idea. No doubt. I can imagine the multitude of prayers that went up in those situations. One of my board members gave me a St. Christopher medal before I left uh, St. Paul. And St. Christopher is patron saint of travelers on the water. In my case, I, I modified it, the patron saint of idiots on a raft. <laughs> and I will tell you that there were many times when uh, prayers to St. Christopher were uttered, uh, particularly as I was coming down that lower part of the river. So it's 1,700 miles, eight weeks on the Mississippi, battling everything. And we'll talk about the purpose of why you did this for your organization, Spare Key. But I I want to touch on the fact that you did this, you survived this, (laughs) A, and then after the fact, it wasn't just a, well, bucket list accomplished. We made a, a few bucks for my organization and got some awareness out. Then you turned around and thought, well, here's another challenge I can do. Let me go write a book. So you've now published this book detailing this journey. The book is titled Hope on the River, an Unlikely Captain's 1,700-Mile Mississippi River Journey on a Leaky Raft to Save His Nonprofit. (gasps) But we're calling it Hope on the River for radio's sake today. But the book is out now, right? It is. Go to hopeontheriver.com, and it'll point you all the places where you can buy the book. So you can get a paperback version of it, an e-book version of it, you know, a Kindle, a Nook. Hopefully within the next month, the audio book version of it will be coming out as well. That's a great benefit to everybody to be able to get this. And I encourage you to grab the book because not only are you going to read about the adventure, but you're going to learn more about the organization that all this went to benefit that's called Spare Key. You can learn more about Spare Key at sparekey.org as well. Uh, but it's, it's a nonprofit, and Eric here is our executive director of Spare Key. And we will chat more with Eric in just a little bit. We've got more of the greatest hits of all time right here on 93.9 The River. It's time for Humans in Tune with Darren Bergfeld on 93.9 The River. And we are back with another Humans in Tune segment with Eric Mishy, Executive Director of Spare Key. When you decided to do this, whether it be you spoke with a burning bush or, you know, you had some crazy idea that 
know, just want to go float down a river. Why not? What inspired you, I guess, to to take on this challenge initially for your organization, for Spare Key? I tell people, you know, this was never on any bucket list of mine. This is not something that I would wake up in the morning and say, hey, I'm going to go take a, a vessel of any kind down the Mississippi River. But, you know, at the time, Spare Key was dealing with the same global pandemic the world was dealing with. And all of our nonprofit fundraising events had been canceled. And mm-hmm. We were starting to see a massive piling up of red ink and knew that, you know, absent some miracle of some kind, we just weren't going to be able to have the money to keep the doors open to keep doing the work that we were doing. And so I came up with the idea to do this trip on a bike ride on my birthday, which was June 16th. And I thought to myself, you know, what could I do? Raise awareness, kind of generate some excitement and, and raise some money for Spare Key. And, you know, all the different possibilities. I could take a big, long bike ride. I thought that sounded like a lot of work. And, and I thought, well, maybe I could do a canoe or a kayak down the river. And I, that sounded extraordinarily dangerous. And so <laughs> uh, then, then I came up with the idea of a raft. And, and when I came up with that idea, keep in mind that all of my assumptions about taking a raft down the river we're all built on the same assumptions most people think of when they think of that, which is, you know, Huck Finn could do that. I could do that. <laughs> sure. Um, that's logical. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so that's where the idea came from. And so then, you know, from there, it just kind of ballooned. And, and it was, we got a lot of sponsors mm-hmm. that put their logos on the raft, live streamed the trip. You know, we had a text to give number. People donated that way. And by the time I got to Baton Rouge and then back home to the Twin Cities in Minnesota, we had raised for $250,000. That is awesome. Yeah. So it was everything in terms of the money raising part, the awareness part, all of that. It happened and it, it took a lot of people, a lot of hard work and a lot of folks volunteered their time and their effort to, to raise awareness. You know, guys like John McGowan, right? out said, hey, I saw this story, you know, what can I do to help? And, you know, guys like him and, and hundreds of other people like him and then up and down the river reached out and, and asked that question, how can I help? Yeah. Ultimately, the help that they gave me helped us reach that goal of over a quarter of a million dollars. That's incredible. I know when we talked last year, and it really doesn't seem like it's been that long ago, but I know when we talked, when you were in the midst of this journey, you know, you were hoping to be able to not only just expand the knowledge of Spare Key as an organization and what you're doing through this trip, but also to be able to expand your services and be able to reach more people and to help more people. As far as that goes, you know, your ability to grow the organization, have you seen some growth there? Yeah, we did. You know, uh, and that's a great question because when we embarked on this trip, the organization was registered to serve families in all uh, 49 of 50 states. Right. The only state that we had left. This this wasn't planned. This just kind of shows how sometimes, you know, things are meant to be. The, the last state that we had on our list that we had to file the paperwork to be able to serve families facing medical crises was Louisiana. And so the best part of kind of all of the great parts of this trip are that, you know, when I got to Baton Rouge, I had been carrying with me the official document in a waterproof bag the entire trip down the river. And, and a couple of days after I got to Baton Rouge, I drove to the Secretary of State's office and met with the Secretary of State who would who came in just for this purpose, and we filed paperwork allowing Spare Key to help families facing medical crises uh, in all 50 states. It was a nice capstone to what had already been a remarkable journey. You're right. What an incredible capstone on the entire thing to get that 50th state. 
we were able to do that. The paperwork got there. It wasn't soaked. And, you know, in the organization, what we do and what we've been doing since 1997 is we help families that are facing a medical crisis pay their bills. And, you know, we live in a day and age right now, a pandemic or, or what it is where more and more families are finding themselves facing a medical crisis and, and the bills pile up. And so what Spirity does is we help those families avoid adding a financial crisis to their life by helping them pay their bills, their mortgage, their car payment, utility payment whatever bill they may have that needs to get paid so they can focus on the care and recovery of a family member rather than worrying about how they're going to pay their bills. So Mm -hmm. we do that through a website called helpmebounce.org. And so your listeners can go to that site. They can see the families from all over the country that try to help them get the funds they need to pay those bills. Mm -hmm. And if you're a donor, part about this is that you can donate directly to a family. You can pick which bill that family has identified oh, wow. they need help with. You can decide if you want to pay that bill. You can pay that entire bill. You can pay part of that bill. And 100% of your donation goes directly to that family. Spare key doesn't get a dime. We don't get a commission off of that. And when it comes time to pay that bill, we make the payment, meaning Spare key writes the check out to that servicer. So you know with 100% certainty that not only is your money going to where you wanted it to, but that 100% of it's going to go only for that bill to that family, and that spare key is going to make sure it gets to where it's supposed to go. That kind of transparency is kind of hard to find sometimes in the in the nonprofit world where it's just, hey, 100% of your money is going to exactly where you said it's going to be, and you can rest assured that we're going to take care of it. I mean, I'd, for anybody who's a doubting Thomas when it comes to donating to nonprofits, it doesn't get any clearer or easier than that. Yeah, and, and, and that's right. And, you know, unlike crowdfunding sites where you leave, you know, you read these stories all the time, right, about, mm-hmm. you know, somebody has this kind of woeful story, and, and it turns out that the story was manufactured and the, the hundreds of thousands of dollars they raised to pay for a heart transplant went to enjoy a fabulous trip to Europe. And so right. anybody that's on that website, Every one of those families has been vetted by a social worker or a healthcare professional. So we know that the medical crises that they're describing, that they're sharing with you and, and other potential donors is a legitimate story, a legitimate journey. And that's exactly it. Thanks, Eric. We are talking with Eric Mishy. His new book is Hope on the River. You can meet him tomorrow in downtown Kick. Get your very own copy. We're going to chat more on that in just a bit. Stick around. It's the greatest hits of all time. 93.9 The River and Humans in Tune. It's time for Humans in Tune with Darren Bergfeld on 93.9 The River. I would like to talk about the book tour a little bit because, yeah, yeah, like we said, you know, we're on the phone. We're talking about this because you're coming through the area. You're north of us now, and you'll be rolling through on Wednesday here in Cape Girardeau. And weather permitting, and right now, Wednesday is looking absolutely gorgeous. It looks like we're going to have yeah, sunshine, probably the coolest week in the last month and a half so i I think it may be your fault yeah well we shouldn't call it a fault we'll attribute the good weather to you unless it starts raining we'll blame somebody else but you blame um, somebody else i will tell you that my dog will be very happy that the weather is cooling off yeah uh the uh the lack of air conditioning yellow van is not something 
are very happy. <laughs> well, so, and that's it. Okay, so, you know, one would think if you've already had this arduous trip of, of cruising down the river on a raft and you've done that, that when it came time for the book tour, you'd, you know, at least, I don't know, rock a Subaru with some AC or something. But you're you're cruising down in a, like a stunt double for the Scooby-Doo van or something. And <laughs> So, yeah, I understand a, this uh, is just a yellow <laughs> beat-up van with no air conditioning. What's the story on this van? When we made the decision to write the book and then publish the book, the first thing I wanted to do is I you know, I talked to my staff and I said, hey, said, let's do this so that let, let's launch uh, another, you know, we call it jokingly, a, you know, Hope on the River Tone. I said, let's let's go back down the river and, and bring the book to her down and continue to share the story about Spare Key and, and share the journey, but also take the opportunity to thank people. And I said, I, I said, I'm not going back down on a raft, but let's let's come up with something different, unique. And so at one point it was, you know, let's get an RV. And and I got to tell you, you can't rent or find an RV in this country right now if your life depended on it. A friend of mine sent me a message. He goes, I've got this, you know, beat up 1999 yellow Econoline van. He goes, it runs better than any of our tour vehicles. It's not very pretty. I, I'll take it. No, it's pretty beat up, but, you know, I put in a new windshield. And, uh, and then my board president owns a sign company, and she wrapped the van with images from the cover of the book. And so it's visible. You know, it, it catches people's attention. And, you know, my hope is the book does a good job of melding together, you know, things that people may have known about when I was traveling down the river through either live streaming or some of my blogs. Mm-hmm. along with things that I didn't share. And some of the reasons I didn't share things was because I had my 88-year-old mother watching this, and <laughs> there are certain yeah. things she didn't need to read or hear about, or my uh-huh. wife. And so now that I'm back on dry land and safe, now I was able to share some of those stories and some of those you know, encounters that I had, uh-huh. which put a, you know, a, a little bit of a twist to some of the dangers that, that took place on the trip. So right. that's the story behind the Rusty Yellow Van. And of course, we'll see the van on Wednesday. You're going to be downtown on the riverfront, Broadway and Water Street. And that's for anybody that's from the area. They know, you know, when the riverboats come in, that's where they dock and come off. So you'll be easy to find. And you're going to be downtown from 11 to 1 on Wednesday and then again from 5 to 7. Again, weather permitting. And if the weather doesn't work out, just FYI, folks. We'll be camped out in the Marquette Hotel lobby downtown Cape. But the weather will cooperate. It's going to be gorgeous. And so 11 to 1, swing by. 5 to 7, swing by. Get a copy of the book and talk to Eric. Get a, He'll sign it. He'll put, put his name in there probably for you, unless you know you just don't want his autograph. But he's an awesome guy, and this is a... <laughs> This is a chance to get a copy of the book, and like you said, 100% of the profits goes to benefit Spare Key. So you buy the book, Hope on the River, you meet Eric, find out this cool human story, and then also go to support Spare Key by buying the book. You got it all. You didn't even need me on here to tell you all that. (laughs) Okay, thanks, Eric. Hey, Eric is on this van tour. Come to downtown Cape and get a copy of his book. I appreciate him being here, and we are going to be back with one more little nugget with Eric Mishy, Executive Director of Spare Key. His new book, Hope on the River, is out now. Learn more at 939river.com. It's time for Humans in Tune with Darren Bergfeld on 93.9 The River. I'm just, I'm, I'm so proud of you for making the trip, but I'm so glad that you've come back on this book tour because the follow-up, you know, I, I think that's where... I hate to say drop the ball because anything that you accomplish like this is amazing, but a lot of people don't 
ride the slope on out of those things and take advantage of this opportunity to write a book about it and continue using this piece, this amazing thing you've done to perpetuate things for Spare Key. Yeah, you know, just the opportunity to come back and see these folks in person and to say thank you, to let them know that their role and their participation in this journey, this River of Hope journey, you know, it meant something and it was important. I've said this time and time again, that but for the kindness of strangers, this trip doesn't work. And no matter where I went, and I've said this a million times, and I'll keep saying it, you know, I, I took this trip because we were looking to raise money and awareness for the organization. But we also took the trip because we were trying to give people hope that there was something worthwhile out there in the world beyond all the doom and gloom that we were seeing and reading and hearing about. And yeah. And I can assure people 100% that as much as there is hope on the river, there is hope across America, and it's right here every single day in this country. And and I saw it. I lived it. I experienced it. And today I get to come back and tell those same people thank you. That's incredible, Eric. And and you said it. Yeah, hope is on the river. And hope has been kind of our theme, you know, as we are trying to come out of this pandemic. And it's wonderful people like you that are doing work to keep that hope alive and to keep showing that hope is there and that we can all come through this together and do wonderful things. That's right. The website to check out to learn more about the book, hopeontheriver.com. My guest today has been Eric Mishy, who's executive director of Spare Key. Check them out at sparekey.org. Learn more about the organization, and I encourage you to come out and join Eric this Wednesday. We're going to be in downtown Cape at the Broadway Floodgate, right there at Broadway and Water Street. A beautiful day to come and meet Eric and get a copy of the book from 11 to 1 and then back from 5 to 7. Eric, I appreciate it very much. Darren, thank you for the time. I enjoyed the chance to chat with you, and I'm very much grateful for everything you did for us last year and, and obviously what you're doing here. I appreciate it a great deal.